please stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel from page 1623 of your New Testament. Luke chapter 15, verses 1 to 10. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous parent, persons who do not need to repent. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors, and set neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. For a few moments on today, I want to preach from the topic, Finding the Lost. Many of us who are a part of this community of faith have a practice, a daily practice, a practice that, would, that was introduced to us by our late lay leader, Carol Robinson. At 12 noon, no matter where we are, we pause to pray the Lord's Prayer. And part of that prayer says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, loving God through us, the church of Jesus Christ, through us, the followers of Jesus Christ, may we further usher in your kingdom so that thy will that is done in heaven will be done on earth. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart bless you this day, O Lord. Hide me behind the cross so that Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone will be seen. And may those who have wandered away, may today they come home to you. May those who do not even understand that they have wandered away, and even for those who have no thought of you, may today they come home to you. In the name of Jesus the Christ, our risen Savior and Lord, the head of the church, the head of this church, I pray, amen. 
The text is a familiar text, and as it is with familiar text, we already think we know what the end is going to be. But I pray that you have taken me up on my invitation each week in preparation for the sermon. Please read the gospel lesson practicing holy reading or Lectio Divina. I would encourage you to do so because I will tell you today that if you do, you will hear something new, even from that that is so familiar to you. We find Jesus having a meal within a community that is made up of, I would suggest, three groups of people. We have his faithful disciples who are hanging out with him because they, they want to receive all of the instruction that they can receive from this, their teacher. We have the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders who are hanging out because they want to see what radical teaching would this rabbi introduce again. And then we have the tax collectors and the sinners, the tax collectors, those, those people who have formed an allegiance with the Roman government and who tax their own brothers and sisters, taxes that are higher than should be taxed. And we have the sinners, those who are just outcasts. They live on the fringes of life, the religiously, the religious and the social outcasts, the people that no one wants to hang out with because, after all, if you hang out with them, you may get a bad reputation. In other words, their reputation may become your reputation. Jesus is inviting people to have a meal. There are some commentators who are suggesting that it was Jesus Christ who hosted the meal. Not that he just showed up. No, he hosted the meal, and everyone is gathering. And, and the first thing we see is that these outcasts, those who live on the fringes of life, they are very close and near to Jesus Christ. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus Christ, there are no outcasts. And as Jesus is breaking bread with everyone, and as he's having a good time with his disciples and, and with the um, tax collectors and the sinners, the Pharisees and the Sadducees begin grumbling. Watch out when people start grumbling. Beware when people think that you are the one that they can deposit their grumblings into their complainings into. Don't be that kind of a receptacle. Let them know. Can't receive any garbage. Oh, now you may say, Pastor, but, but what happens if someone has a concern? Then go to the person you have a concern with, but don't grumble about it. Don't complain about it. So the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they begin to grumble, and their grumbling is, look at, do you believe this? Do you see who he's eating with? Now, before you give them a bad reputation, just remember that the Pharisees and the Sadducees were the keepers of the law. They could turn to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 15, and tell you that it says in God's word that you are to stay away from sinners. They could turn to Isaiah 52, verse 
11 and reminds you, you're to stay away from those kinds of people. That's what the word says. But the word made flesh was in their midst. And the word was hanging out (laughs) with those who had been called those people, those sinners, those tax collectors. And so what does Jesus do? He tells a parable. He tells two parables, which are basically the same. And he talks about life in a way that the Pharisees and the Sadducees can understand. And he talks about life from an economic perspective. He has, you know the parable. So if, if, you, if you lose a sheep, and look at the text very closely, I mean, when you leave the 99 in the wilderness, now somebody right now is tripping. What? Leave them in the wilderness? That's what it says. And go after the one that's lost? Or, or if you are a woman, hmm, this allegory, metaphor, feminine, for God, loses a coin. A coin that's worth one day's wages? When you just tear up the house looking for that coin? Now, what's so profound to me, beloved, is that Jesus is talking about God's nature, God's heart, when it comes to the people whom God has created in God's image. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God goes after them. And for those of you who think you are so far off, for those of you who think you've really missed the mark, for those of you who think there's nothing more in life, for those of you who think you have really messed up, I want you to hear today that God is going after you because God loves you. This is risky love. This is not the kind of love that plays it safe, no. This is the kind of love that goes after those who don't even think anyone is looking for them. This is the kind of love that goes after those who don't even give a thought about God. This is risky kind of love. This is the kind of love that we are called to live out, Evangel Heights Church family and friends, because within our mission field, there are people who give no thought to religion. There are people who give no thought to God. And those are the people God is calling us to go after. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus tells these two parables. And it's a direct response to the criticism of the religious leaders. Yes, he reminds them, he reminds them and us that whether you are lost out in the world because you've never thought about God? You don't think you're worth anyone thinking about you? Or whether you're inside of the church and you think you have God all figured out and you know what God does accept and what God does not accept, who does God accept, who does not God accept? Who's in, who's out? 
these parables today remind us that there is no in and out within the community that Jesus Christ creates. We're all in. And until all of us are in, the community is not complete. Yes. Through the church of Jesus Christ and through us, Evangel Heights United Methodist Church, God is seeking and looking for people who are not even thinking about God. And sometimes those people are already sitting in the pews. What are we to do? We're to go after them, as I said. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it states, seeking lost things. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. And very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us. It's not conditional love. It's unconditional. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yes. And in Galatians chapter 2, we are reminded that we have been given the ministry of reconciliation because we have been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. And now we're called to go forth as Christ's ambassadors offering reconciliation to others. That means we have to be in dialogue with one another. We have to be in dialogue and in community with our mission field, with our neighbors. Here's a side note. I so appreciated the music today because it was a music, and you know that music speaks different languages to different people. There are some people who can only hear the word of God through hymns. So when you sing the hymn, they hear God speaking. And yet with other people, when you sing the hymns, they're thinking, ooh, that's a foreign language. Hmm. And when the praise songs are, are sung, there are people, oh, I hear you, Lord. Yep, I hear you. I hear you. And yet there are other people who are thinking, what was that? As a community of faith, we're called to be multilingual with our speaking, with our singing. Because we want to make sure that those who are out there, the lost, and even those who are within our community, the lost, will be able to hear this good news. God is seeking after you. And God will not give up. No matter how far you run away, no matter what you say about God or about the church, God is still seeking after you. Yes. Not only, not only, not only do these parables talk about God seeking after individuals, but, but I also love this fact. And let me just stress again, 2 Corinthians. I need to say this because I want you to write it down. I want you to memorize it. I want you to record it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Let me share with you why we will be doing what we will be doing 
moving forward. This is the kickoff Sunday. And you need to understand why we will be offering the kinds of classes that we will be offering. You need to understand why we will be offering the kinds of programs that we will be offering. Some will be new. Some will not be new. Some of you may think, why are we doing that? I want you to remember, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does that mean? That means whatever heaven is doing, we need to make sure that we duplicate it. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Verse 20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Repeat after me. I am Christ's ambassador. Repeat after me. I have been given the ministry of reconciliation. And as a community of faith, we have been given The ministry of reconciliation. That is why these walls are going to fall down. That is why the doors are going to open wide. Because God is going to use us to go out into the mission fields and let people who do not know God yet that there is a God who's been looking for them and who has risked everything to make sure that they know about that love. So I love the fact that, um, that as you read these two parables, notice with the shepherd and even with the woman, that, that as they find the coin, as they find the lost sheep, as they find the coins, there's joy within them. Did you notice that? They are experiencing joy. But guess what? They don't keep the joy to themselves. They call their friends. Come, let's celebrate. Because what was missing has now been found. Come, celebrate. You know, we don't think about heaven a lot unless maybe um, we're thinking about dying or not. But I just want you to know today that the scriptures remind us that when someone comes to God, heaven has a party. Now, let me share this with you. If heaven has a party, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When one says yes to the love of God as revealed through Jesus Christ, the church should have a party too, right? Right? I know, you're like pastor. You're just turning cartwheels. We just can't see it. Yeah. Let me just say in closing, because I don't want you to forget this. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you've not thought about God at all. Please know that God has been thinking about you even before you were born. I don't know if you are a part of the church, but the connection, the relationship with Jesus Christ is not there. God has been thinking about you all of your life. I don't know if you're just tired. You're just going through the motions. 
you show up on a Sunday morning, you watch the clock, can't wait to leave so that you can go back and do your own thing. God is thinking about you and loves you. This God, this God who reaches long with God's love, this God who will travel in to the thickest just to pull you out, this God who crawls into the hole that you may have made for yourself, this God who will go the extra mile to find you. It is this God who will stop at nothing to come to you and to let you know how much God loves you. Yes, generally when we look at these two parables, let me just say in closing, we think about the sinners. We say, oh yes, they were lost and now they've come back to God. I would suggest to you that there's another group that needs to repent. And that's the, that's the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Because you see, they thought they had life all figured out. They knew the codes, they knew the law, but they lost sight of the fact that in their midst was the living word who was saying, all are included. Not just some, not just us, but all are included. And so, dear ones, as we, as we launch this fall kickoff today and as we begin to be open to and to respond to the offerings that will help us to become more and more like Jesus Christ through word, action, behavior, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we take advantage of those opportunities to grow so that we can imitate Jesus Christ. I want you to know there's someone who's waiting right now for you to come into their lives, to walk alongside them, to establish a relationship with them. And then at the appointed time when they have questions, <laughs> you will be there as Christ's ambassador to share with them that there is an awesome God who, who loves them so much. No matter what they've done, where they've been, what they've not done, God loves them and longs to be in a relationship with them so that they can become a part of this community that Jesus Christ has established this community of inclusion. There are no big eyes nor little U's. Yes, there was a celebration in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let us pray. Loving God, we give you thanks for your word. We thank you that in spite of what our teachings might have been, the living word stands in our midst and reminds us that all are included. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they are, what they look like. It doesn't matter. They are included because they are made in your image. Oh, Lord, give us the excitement 
the joy that Jesus exhibited. As we serve as your ambassadors and ministers of reconciliation, give us that joy as we go out and, 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 and be available to those individuals, those groups, whom you will bring into our lives so that we can share your love with them through Jesus Christ. We thank you. We thank you. We love you because we know that there was a time when we were lost and we did not know what to do, but you came. You sought us out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so finally, give us the eyes to see as you see and the ears to hear as you hear those individuals who are in need of your love. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen.